Mukati boa tinom sa jambanja. Mukati boa tinom sa jambanja. Madiko this time. Zen Music Store Podcast. Zkipani. Asambeni. Let's get it. Welcome to a second episode. Today we sat down with the Lisbon-based artist Cynic. We talk about Sin City, we talk about the music industry as, as a whole, we talk about various issues that cover society, and more impressively, we sat down to listen through to his new album titled Sol- Solstice. So we listened to Solstice and Cynic gave a brilliant commentary of each track as we listened to it and after we listened to it. Um, yeah, it was such a vibe. I hope you enjoy it. And um, depending on where you listen to this, we'll also be doing the giveaway of uh, five copies of the album. So make sure you check us out on social media, Facebook and Twitter, The Music Store on both. Let's get into the episode. Perfect. So, so I, I won't uh, do an intro. I think we'll just do it, the intro afterwards. Okay. The intro and then um, get straight into it. Okay. So, as as mentioned, I've not listened to the project yet, so this is okay. this is it. <laughs> I'm ever man. But um, let's let's perhaps let's get a backstory first. Um, one of the things uh, that's memorable to me was. Coming coming across Sin City for the first okay. time, I think it was um, Begotten Son who shared it, and then I then went on iTunes and got the album and listened to it, and I was like, nah. Mm. How did I not know that this was happening, by that? <laughs> <laughs> pretty low key, pretty low key, but Sin City by yeah, like things happen, man. It was like, yeah, yeah, uh, people connected with with it like in a big way. Yeah, it was impressive, man, and. Um, I mean, I think we recorded a podcast last week, and one of the things I was saying to Levy was, um, I feel like uh, the, the reason why sometimes the industry within Zim uh, is not really being seen on an international stage is because the artists are not given the platforms to showcase the talent. It's not that the talent is not there. Mm. And once someone like you or other artists goes on a platform where people get to hear them, then it, it makes a difference for not just for you but for the wider genre because that's when people start to think ah I didn't realize Zimbabwe he probably had and then more people pay attention to it so that's the sort of feeling I had with it so um I mean I've been I've been following you on Facebook and just checking out the moves Portugal um, mm. what's it seem like out there uh, I mean. <clears throat> Uh, like hip hop is 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 kind of uh, like it's it's kind of a thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like Portuguese hip hop. I mean, these guys have been at it like for you know at least 20 years, uh, you know, close to 30 years, and like like the hip hop is dope. And I'm not just talking about like hip hop music, but like in terms of like the culture. Um, yeah. so like some of the friends that I that I hang out with, like are people who are involved like in the breaking circles. Uh, things like that, like graffiti is pretty pretty big as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. DJing and and all of that. So like, I mean, hip hop is is quite a thing. But then, like I, like I said, like a lot of it is like um, Portuguese hip hop in Portuguese. Like, so for me, like, 
um, you know, coming out out here with this English background, like uh, I've been trying to connect more on, on a niche uh, because there's a lot of expats as well. There's a lot of tourists. Uh, so in certain spaces, like what I, what I'm doing out here is is kind of appreciated. So so it's it's pretty cool. Okay. okay. Um, so um, would you say, obviously, as you say, the language creates a, a barrier of sorts, but also an opportunity, as you said as well. That mm-hmm. yeah, there's um a unique factor, for lack of a better word, yeah, that yeah, bring to the scene as well. Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, I mean. Um, I think people obviously connect to to the stuff that's in Portuguese because, um, like that's their language. But yeah. a, a lot of them like grew up listening and they still listen to American hip hop or like hip hop from from other places. So like rapping in English is not something that's new to them. So it's it's yeah, like you you can fit in. Okay, no, that's dope, man. Um, I think another thing I I had never thought about until I think one of your posts as well was um, uh, just race relations as a whole do you think that still plays a factor within the genre i mean uh not not so much in hip-hop um i I think like hip-hop has um has always been been this culture where uh yeah like like people just connect like in terms of the culture um like like race like you you see the things like in society like on a day to day basis like microaggressions and thing and things like that uh but in terms of like the culture i think it's it's a pretty uh it's a pretty uh free society like people just connect okay no, that's dope man um one of one of my favorite tracks that you've done is uh god within okay and um i remember um reading uh, one of the, I think the email that you sent with the album, with the new oh, one, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you mentioned how this was like God within, and obviously I'm, I'm yet to hear it, but um, what was it like for you, uh, the process of creating God within? Uh, so yeah, let, let me think back. Yeah. Man, so God within is is maybe 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, so... So that was a beat by Reverb Seven. So yeah, yeah, I remember. I mean, like I used to hang out with these cats, like you know, here and there. And and Reverb, like, like he had some pretty dope beats. So so when he hooked me up that one, like, um, I think at the time I was in between places basically. So I was I was uh, crashing at a at a homie's uh, at a homie's cabin, and and I I feel like the way that song came out, like I feel like. I needed some kind of a positive message. So, so you know, sometimes people say like, you know, like if um, write the stuff that you want to read or like, you know, create the stuff that you that you need. Um, so I, I feel like maybe at that particular stage, I just needed some positivity and and like with the beat and everything, that's that's just what came out. And it's it's also one of my favorite songs as well. Great man. Um, so, uh, is it one of those uh, one sitting sort of writing, or was it uh, over several sittings just creating the whole thing? Uh, God within. Yeah. No, I think God, God within was was like um, like just one sitting. Um, I think that was pretty much around the time. Um, do you remember when there was like this uh, this earthquake in Haiti? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was around the time. So like, I mean, yeah, that that's what was going on. <laughs> Inspiration from Haiti and 
as well as you said uh, creating something that you want to hear for yourself as well yeah yeah acting for yourself no that's that's it man you feel it throughout because it's really authentic it's straight from the heart i mean it's not saying that um it's a different feeling with the other songs but i think um you've always been an artist as far as uh, all the tracks i've listened to you've always been an artist who speaks from your own life it's never been about um what you call it the other things that people speak about you speak to real issues things mm. are really happening in your own life and um it just rang another one in my head right now um i think uh Muripo, yeah that was, yeah yeah that was that hit home for me because there were some cross that some parts that cross within my own life as well I'm like, yeah oh, yeah i see that i see that word. the realness of it as well man mm. okay so anyway how did the, this new project come about? Yeah, so so uh, yeah, like like you mentioned, um, I was talking about God within in in the email. Like basically, um, at a homie was was living in in Vienna in Austria. Yeah. Um. Uh. So so this dude is an MC as well. Uh. So I think he must have uh, kind of uh, shared some of my stuff with with some cats and. And one of the people that he shared, shared it with was uh, this producer called uh, Phil Chronics. Okay. So I didn't know this this guy. Uh, he just sent me a, a message on Facebook, and it was like, um, I checked out your stuff, really dope. Uh, I want to work. Uh, I make beats, and then he sent me some stuff. Then I was like, wow, uh, this is really cool. Cause like sometimes, um, like I get, um, you know, people trying to collaborate, and and. <laughs> And like it, it's not like I don't want to collaborate, but like sometimes like you you just want like you're in different directions, so yeah. it doesn't work out. Yeah, but like with this particular cat, like when he when he sent the beats, I was like, wow, this is this is what I've been looking for. Um, so then I started writing. I think the first one that he sent, I mean, definitely the first one was uh, it it became the first track on the EP, which is some you feel. Yeah. And like um. Just to let you know, I mean, this EP it only came out last year, but like, uh, it's it's been worked on like for uh, for a couple of years. Like I was sitting on it, was sitting on it for quite a while. I think this would be around 2013 when I started uh, communicating with this guy. Wow, that's a long time coming, man. It's a long time coming, but like, I mean, the, the good thing about it as well is like the music is still fresh. I think, um, and like, uh, what I'm talking about is still relevant. Even funny enough, maybe even more relevant. Like when when I actually listen to to some of the stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because uh, as you said, um, it's been ages since the, the last project. That's one. Of, you, you've been one of those artists where I'm like, bro, when is Sin gonna do another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, a lot of people were like, yo, where's Sin City two? I'm like, come on, man. I'm not even in Harare, bro. Like, how am I gonna create Sin City two, man? <laughs> like it's it's a whole different space, a whole different energy right now. Yeah, yeah. Now seriously, since your last project, walk to farm. like in school right now, fam. <laughs> Straight. All right, let, let let me try the sound and see if if uh, some of you feel can play. All right. Uh, and uh, I think the the key thing would be whether you can hear it as well. All right.
But pardon me a sec, I don't know why it's taking ages to... That's how it starts, man. <laughs> bro, it's not even waiting. <laughs> Going in, bro. Like, <laughs> wow. I, I already caught the, um, the race one based on science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you know, they try to hit us with the eugenics and studying, like, African skulls and shit. Yeah, to me, it's a book. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. But I, I think I find it more funny, the fact that um, we, even after all this while and everything, all the progression that's been made, even within all the constraints that um, the African and African-American or the black people in general have been put under, the, the way they've progressed under those constraints and someone would still believe that there is uh, some sort of superiority elsewhere it's like no we, on, no, a, man. <laughs> yeah, on a level playing field we thrive yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. even on an uh, even on an even playing field we mm. still thrive so yeah I, yeah i mean the the damage the damage was done man like um I, I think a lot of people have to break out of the mentality of of feeling inferior but it is what it is you know what i mean i mean uh, one thing i think about more and more especially of late is um, how we even when you go to an African country, you still mm-hmm. find that you, you are even as an African, you're home, but you're still you find yourself being treated as less than mm-hmm. your own people in um, in preference to someone who you probably came with. If you were to mm-hmm. take a friend from Portugal to Zim with you, you would not yeah. be surprised to find that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They, they played a number on us, man. Like, uh, it's, it's going to take a while for, for some people to, to get out of that mentality. But, like, I mean, I think that's the idea. With the, people need to start realizing, like, who they are. Like, that, you know, uh, upon inferiority, like, I, I don't know why people are still, you know, in the in that kind of space. <laughs> no, say, say, say no, man. Let's, let's get back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> God's manifest is essential to engage this cold world and the change the status quo. Purpose above paper that has to matter more. You won't find words from what you cop at the more. Acceptance is a poor reward for the loss of your soul. I pen these thoughts to cords that will pull at your heartstrings. A little light to help you while you move through the dark scenes. When the horns come in, that you're so free as a soul. I'm in like that. Take a minute and chill. It's not something that you listen to. It's something you feel. It goes, uh. And when the horns come in, that you so breathe. That's the zone I'm in like that. And take a minute and chill. It's not something that you listen to. It's something uh. you feel. 
Chakuru wangu wakandi uza usamura Shero bengi ya usiwe wakari umba Some of these broken folk are angels and rags Losing hope as the days and the ages are past I'm blessed with the ability to speak for a few That's responsibility to only speak if it's true So late nights I'm banging on the keys on my laptop Chronically ill I need a chronic beat as a backdrop <laughs> Doubt myself like nobody cares But I guess it's just a way to let you know that I'm there Like a child scraping his name in the grain of some old wood What's done out of love will remain so it's so good Cause the earth was affected by my presence Cherish existence Every second is a blessing I pen these thoughts of course To pull at your heartstrings A little light to help you while you move through the dark scene When the horns come in Let your soul breathe as a song I'm in like that Take a minute and chill It's not something that you listen to It's something you feel that it goes uh, And when the horns come in Let your soul breathe as a song I'm in like that Take a minute and chill, it's not something that I listen to, it's something you feel. Some say God came to the earth as wood and bodily form, so I'm careful with the words I choose to embody a poem. Yo, I'm hardly as grown as my age suggests. I'm still chasing pipe dreams from one day to the next. I'm questioning life at most times. Yo, I'll be feeling lost, cause nobody path came with the road signs. Some people are lucky just to know from the start the risk. Gotta figure out the right road to embark, and there's always these potholes and roadblocks. The pressure to conform, so you live like a Robot, gotta break them into chains and let freedom reign. Become the person that you want as the seasons change. Cause the only one responsible for you is the person in the mirror. Make a plan and follow through. I pin these thoughts to chords and pull at your heartstrings. A little light to help you while you move through the dark scene. When the horns come in, let your soul breathe as a zone. I'm in like that. Take a minute and chill. It's not something that you listen to, it's something you feel it goes. When the horns come in, let your soul breathe as a zone. I'm in like that. Take a minute and chill. It's not something that you listen to, it's something you feel. It's not something that you listen to, it's something you feel. It's not something that you listen to, it's something you feel. It's not something that you listen to, it's something you feel. We got the hardcore music for y'all, y'all. It's not something that you listen to, it's something you feel. It's not something that you listen to, it's something you feel. It's not something that you listen to, it's something you feel. We got the hardcore music for y'all, y'all. Bro, bro. <laughs> now, without without a doubt, this is like as you said, God God within vibes all yeah. the way through, man. And the way the horn was coming in as well as you were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, the the beat is nice, man. Like, wow. I mean, like, yeah. Some of these cats, uh, I don't know to you one of my one of my simple hour, but like, yeah, like uh, some some dope yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is different, man. This is different. Everything's just blended blended in really well. I was wondering as well, right towards the end is when I uh, started paying attention more to uh, the mixing and mastering as well mm-hmm. with, with the vocals. Uh, were you the one who did the mastering as well? Or no, it? no, uh, that's the, like, uh, um, <laughs> so, like, one of the reasons why the, the, the project took a while was, yeah. um, like, I recorded uh, some of it back home in Zim. I recorded, um, like, two of the joints with, with Phil in, in Austria. Yeah. Um, and then like I had all these vocals and stuff and I was, uh, just holding on to them, but, uh, like trying to figure out like where to get the whole project mixed and mastered was, a, was, was a bit of a thing. Um, so after a while, uh, I just asked around and, uh, tried to find someone who was dope with the mixing and mastering. And then, uh, some people put me onto this one cat and then he did the whole project. 
Okay, that's dope, man. Yeah, yeah he's done a really good job because everything is just really brought yeah. together really well, man. No, that's that's crazy. Yeah, it came together. Yeah, it's, and uh, as usual, I mean, lyrically, it's never in doubt. <laughs> Thanks, man. I have uh, that one, but... <laughs> Thanks, how would you say uh, as far as um, I mean I, I can't think of many we, we have all, all sorts of artists who you know write these superficial things but um, mm-hmm. from from Zim I can't think of probably I mean you think of other artists like Charisma and all but as far as actual people who write stuff that's you know from the soul what, 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 what would you say I mean has been What's molded you in that way? Hmm. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I mean, this this goes back to like you know where where I started, like uh, when I started uh, writing or, or rapping. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there was a lot of influence uh, from different places. A lot of it, like American American hip hop. So, like, I I listened to like. Everything from Tupac, Biggie, Mace, uh, Wu Tang. Yeah. Uh, but then at some point, like when I when I started getting introduced to uh, the more soulful stuff like Common, Talib Kweli, Mostef, stuff like that. I think I think that okay. had a profound influence on me. And also like like I'm also someone who really digs neo soul. So like uh, you know the soulful kind of kind of vibes can uh, they really get me. Uh, which is why you saw me doing stuff like uh, soul. Uh, I don't know if you if you checked out like stuff that I was doing with this dude called Depth uh, Solar Rays. We ended up doing like two tracks. I think it was two tracks, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we did three in total. Um, yeah, but we were trying to trying to you know to do some more stuff. But yeah, it's it's like really the the soulful kind of thing. Um, and then like from a performance uh, from a performance side side of things, um, like around. It was probably around 2008, 2007, 2008, man, it's a while back, um, when we were performing around, like, the, the Book Cafe, Manenberg. So in terms before. of that kind of movement, like, there was a lot of, like, uh, stuff from the soul because it, was, it wasn't just hip-hop. It was, like, poetry, yeah. spoken word. Uh, a lot of that was, uh, was part of the movement. And, like, you'd have also, like, you know, the political side of things. So... I think, uh, like, you know, on the performance side, that really shaped, like, how, how I was approaching writing. And, like, I just felt like, um, you know, like like you're saying, like, there are people who are talking about so superficial things. But uh, for me, a lot of it is really trying to figure out things and, and trying to question, like, yeah. a lot of things. And, like, so a lot of the writing is introspective. Some of it is political. All of it is personal. But, like, in a way... It ends up connecting with with people. There's a lot of introspect. Yeah, no, no, I, I hear that in it. Um, all right, uh, I'll play. Uh, I've got another question, but I, I, let's let's play another track before we okay. get deep into convo. All right. Right, it's return. Yo, 
I forgot to write to channel my thoughts in the direction of finding the understanding in my own introspection. Got a little fame, started believing the hype, shielding my inner life by becoming what people like. But my pen was dry and my page was unvisited. Creative, not creating, I swear you could have lived with it. Trapped inside a cell on writer's block for one who used to paint with words like loses its color when the writing stops. Failing to understand why my heart was dying, searching for inspiration and world slowly drying. Words used to flow like rivers after the sky cried. Pain used to shed tears on the page, but now it's dry eyed. It danced on paper like calligraphy. Now I have to wrench words from my soul, burdening them painfully. Is it cause of my album with my life story? Giving complete strangers the keys to really know me. I should have played it cool and hidden behind the metaphor, but I'm exposed by my prose. But does it matter though? If art is a way for us to connect, then my nakedness is needed for our minds to intersect in the foreplay of dialogue, culminating in the conception of a mutual understanding. If I can see through yours, then you can see through my eyes, and maybe then we can see through the lies. Right on, so right on through the pain and the struggle you feel. Clothing emotion and words, allow yourself to heal. Right to birthright in the seasons of night, the fight against the silence so the people rise. Right on through the pain and the struggle you feel. Clothing emotion and words, allow yourself to heal. Right to birthright in the seasons of night, the fight against the silence so the people rise. Why I forgot to write, in fact, I forgot how to. Caught up in the mechanics of just making the crowd move And all it takes is a catchy, repetitive hook An 808 kick and a few punchlines too Nothing worse than thinking that your best work is past you Fans turn into enemies every time that they ask you When are you dropping next? Why is it taking long? Why ain't you locked up in the studio making songs? Cause they truly understand my new understanding That immortalizing words is an exercise demanding Of some soul-searching and some serious conviction The words that you send into space, they leave an imprint Giving the world the lens to peer right in your soul But the image stays static while you slowly evolve How many got the patience to follow you through the changes If I met me from a decade ago, we would be strangers, yo I'm growing and I recognize it Though it's not reflected in my old music when you analyze it But maybe that's exactly why we create To preserve ourselves in time as the planet rotates it, yo That's another that's proper introspect as well yeah yeah uh 
Yeah, with, with that one, like, yeah, I think that was just me dealing with the with the dry season, man. Like, um, yeah. I think I was coming out of a writer's block. Um, but also, um, like, I wrote that it's one of the few songs that I've written without an instrumental. Um, so, so when I eventually met the Phil Chronics dude, like, I was on my way to to meet him actually because I, I had been in uh, Berlin. Yeah. Uh, doing a few shows and then we were going to Vienna so I was on the train and then my idea was because I already had something you feel um, and I was going to meet the guy I was thinking man if we have a few hours in the studio maybe we can just quickly do the EP I can record everything and then leave yeah. so I'm on the train I wrote this song like with no beat or nothing and then then I met the dude um, and then he, he just had a whole bag of beats uh, so I just yeah, I try to find one that that one fit that with the it. with the thing. So, like like if you really have an ear, like yeah. some, someone once once said said to me, like the the flow wasn't quite like 100 on this one. Like if you compare it with something you feel, because something you feel like I'd been listening to that beat, I wrote oh, to the wow, beat, yeah. and it. I was comfortable on the beat. So so by the time I jumped in, it was like I knew what, what I was doing. But with this one, I wrote it on the train, saw the dude like two hours later, and then I was like, yo, what do you have? Then got through through the beats and and found one that was like okay, um, I can work with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like yeah, I think it 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 really addressed like where I was in terms of you know trying to come out of a, a space where writing was was becoming a bit of a job. <laughs> that's that's surprising considering the stuff you produce as well, the sort of quality that you you write. Uh, to to think that Cynic has the writer's block as well. Do no, you, I mean, I, I think. I, hello. I was gonna ask. Um, do do you feel like? Um, I mean, I've seen this sometimes where you are writing stuff, but it's you know it's not. It's just it's not really like you're not able to write, but you're not writing from the heart. You know, it's like uh, okay, I'm, some of the stuff is just rhyming and all of this. You're filling lines within a page, but it's not really, you know, connecting with you as a person. So you're not really writing for yourself. Is it the sort of thing you you, you yeah. would be describing? Um, I mean, there's there's a bit of that. Um, there's a bit of like um, sometimes like where where you're just writing and and the rhymes are there, but like you know there's yeah there, there's no depth or like no real emotion that's that's driving it. Yeah. Um, and, and that happens, but like like. For me, I think the the trap is like what you were saying that you know the quality of of stuff that I write write and thanks thanks for saying that. Um, but like that can also become a trap because sometimes you write something and even if it's honest or like like coming from a from a real place and then you look at maybe the structure or, or like the rhyme scheme and you're thinking ah nah this this ain't this ain't gonna cut it like <laughs> where the multi syllables where the metaphors you know what I mean like. So you look at it like ah no this this ain't it you know yeah so yeah, yeah I think I, I think in a way like your sometimes your accomplishments can can trap you in a way so I think that's also like one of the advantages of of being out here when when nobody really knows me I'm just doing my thing there there isn't like that that pressure of like yo yo Sin City like nobody knows Sin City out here <laughs> nah I hear that. Funny, funny thing was, uh, this connected me to another one of your songs. Um, I, I don't know if it was on on an album or 
releases a single on your yeah. Reverb Nation years ago. Um, one of the lines, I was trying to remember it verbatim, but then I just couldn't. But I, I think you, it goes something like, um, I thought I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> ah, it, it, it describes a premature victory lap. I think you say something like, uh, okay. release this and okay. then thought I had made it, but that, re- that victory uh, okay. lap premature. Okay. So when I was listening to yeah, you, I mean, when I thought, ah, yeah. I, it's the same sort of feeling where you're like, uh, there's still more to be done. And I feel like I'm there because the fans are saying I'm there, but I don't feel like I'm there anyway. Yeah, there's more to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the deadline is, is from 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 Walk With Me, I think. Uh, no, no, it's it's from, it's not, yeah, it's Walk With Me on, on Sin City. So like the last joint. Yeah, um, and I was talking about, yeah, yeah, and I was talking about like, um, like my my the first thing that I ever tried to do was an was an EP uh, called the beta version, uh, and and you know that was more like really just uh, just lyrical, like I was just you know flexing rhymes, and I got a couple of beats, like a few people in Arare and and yeah. stuff like that and just hit the studio and like in terms of like mixing and mastering like it's it's terrible it's terrible um but in terms of like uh rhyming and stuff like i think even when sin city came out i think there were a few people were referencing like yo you know uh, why did you come at it like you know like when you like you did like on on the beta version and that, i'm like you know i'm in a different space i've grown and it's the same thing with uh, from sin city to to this ep it's like like a completely different space um yeah but the the ep had a, had a song called victory lap uh, which was kind of celebrating like i've made it you know <laughs> but like i was nowhere near near making it like i was <laughs> man it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy I, I don't think i've ever heard of the better version where, where can i grab it yeah you can't <laughs> you can't it doesn't sound like i mean i had it on... <laughs> You want to no, the thing is, all right, like, I, no, no, I'll have to look for it. But like, for for a number of reasons, like, there were there were things about it that, um, like, when I look back, I mean, I mean, it's good that I that I did it. But like, I, I think I sort of talk about it a little bit in in Writer's Return, you know, uh, talking about like, if I met me from a decade ago, we'll be strangers. Like, there's a lot of things, like, in terms of like, uh, uh, my politics, maybe. Yeah. And also, you you may have noticed like on Sin City or even like on on my other work, like my my newer work, like I try not to like uh, maybe I wouldn't say I try not to curse so much, uh, and like using the N word stuff like that. Like uh, there was a lot of it on 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 the beta version. Um, like I feel like I was a caricature of 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 something that I you know that I've seen, um, but I wasn't quite, uh, you know, myself yeah, yeah. at that stage. So, that. so, and in terms of distribution, like, I mean, it got around a little bit and it, it gave me a name in terms of like circles in Arari and, and maybe Skies or whatever, like, I mean, in, in Zim, yeah. but it, like what I did was it was for free and I, I basically burnt like a hundred CDs and then I passed them around and then asked people to, you know, just do their thing. You know, yeah. and and it got around, and then uh, I think 
I put some tracks on SoundClick and Reverb Nation. So this is way back, man. This is like 2008, 2009. So. Okay. Um, there's another track that just came to mind, um, which perhaps that would have been from that project, or unless if it came afterwards. Um, yeah. It's called The Sayer. That's one of my favorite tracks as well. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, The Sayer is actually not on, on any project. Um, yeah, The Sayer was, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite pieces of writing, actually. Um, the yeah. sale was, um, yeah, around the time of the, you know, the beta version. So 2008, 2009, there was an online community, um, a website actually called AfricanHipHop.com. So it was a space where, you know, people would talk about hip hop, like African hip hop. So people would connect and, and stuff like that. So one of the tracks um, on the beta version was actually for a mixtape called the AfricanHipHop.com mixtape or something like that. Okay. And so this had people like from from all over Africa, Nigeria or whatever. Um, yeah, people all over the continent. And through that kind of movement, I ended up linking up with another cat who produced uh, the beat for what would become the Sayer. Oh. But then at the end of the day, like the, the beat, like it was it was a dope beat. And then I wrote it and like super influenced by like things like uh, anime and the book of Eli and like this yeah, yeah. kind of post-apocalyptic uh, kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it was like it was really visual, man. Like I even thought about writing uh, like creating a world around it, like writing more stuff based on it because it's it's kind of visual. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so so the guy gave me a beat, I wrote to it, uh, like I do most of my my joints. But then at the end, I started pe- performing it more as a spoken word piece because like uh, like I felt like it needed you know space to breathe and and for the words to really be heard. Catch, yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. Um, you you mentioned uh, distribution. That's one of the things that I have uh, quite a massive bone to pick with. As, as far as um, yeah. just Zim in general, because I, I find yeah. that to be almost criminal, the fact that, that there just isn't much of it going on. Um, mm. we, we, we distribute quite a bit on our site, but um, one of the key things that I find is people don't buy. People, I, we just oh, have yeah. a where people are like, eh, when there's people just don't want to pay for mm. music. And I think... Yeah. I mean, the financial side of things could explain part of it. The fact that not a lot of people have that much money to spend and stuff. Mm. At the same time, yeah, we've been pirating for such a long time that it's now expected to be free. It's just, why pay? Mm. I've been getting music since I was a kid for free. Tell me on my internet yeah. cafe. And we just go to the studios and guys would burn CDs of thousands of songs. Yeah. Or, why change yeah do you think that's something that's on the cards to change soon or do you think that's more long term um yeah i think it's it it might take some some time um for for the mentality to to shift because like you said people are, are just used to to free stuff and and you also find that sometimes the infrastructure isn't like uh, really supporting like people buying easily. Absolutely. Uh, like especially if you look at people back home, like you know, like maybe you put the stuff on these platforms 
but could run like a mean or material eco cash and, and stuff like that. Sometimes the infrastructure isn't really uh, really assisting, but it's uh, above and beyond like the infrastructure. I think it, it is like um, about mentality. And I think people have to reach a stage where they realize could be, you know, this is this is how artists uh, are part of how artists are making money. Um, I think globally the shift has been from like sales to like shows and merchandising and stuff like uh, stuff like that. But like you find that people will still mess with your revenue stream. Like um, I'll give an example. Like a lot of these cats who actually make YouTube numbers that make sense that can yeah. get them actual money. Yeah. Uh, they put out something and then two minutes later, like it's on five different websites. Like people have taken it off. You know the the official YouTube. And they, you know, like, yeah, people are just, like, not realizing, like, could he do graft and the mentality has to change. Absolutely. Um, I mean, as far as infrastructure is concerned, uh, one of the things I realized uh, with, uh, I think we did some releases where an artist would price the song, but because of the inflation and things, what, the money is yeah. perhaps even worthless by the time they... The sales by the, yeah, happen. by the time they get the money, yeah. exactly, it's it's worthless. And then even from our perspective, I, I remember even having the thought, thinking if I was to pay this guy this much based on these sales, it's it's almost it's so, so little that you feel like you would want to pay, mm-hmm. of which that's not a practical way to run a website as well. So you start thinking, yeah. I mean, he's losing, I'm losing, and the only people who are getting mm-hmm. the ones who I've gotten the music, which I, I feel like from an artist's perspective, that's a losing situation and it should not be that way. Yeah, um, yeah it should. I mean, uh, another one is obviously the distribution through iTunes, which I think is a waste of time as far as uh, mm-hmm. as far as uh, if your your market is predominantly Zim, I think your, yours obviously broadens. Yeah. But then for the average artist within Zim, there are, most of the market is going to be local. And I always mm-hmm. find um, most of the people who connect with us are sending emails saying, ah, could I get my songs on iTunes? And I feel like it's one of those vanity badges that you have <laughs> just to post on your yeah. social media. Ah, oh, I've got, you can get my album <laughs> on iTunes. <then. laughs> yeah, and it's not that they they don't want to. Some people actually want to support you, but then they don't care, should you say <laughs> It's just not that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, uh, by infrastructure, like it's it's um yeah it's 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 pulling us back a little bit. It's it's pulling us back, but yeah, I don't I don't know, I don't know what needs to be done, but uh, maybe slowly we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for for hip hop as a genre, I think we we're getting to a stage where I feel like it it should get better because I mean you've always seen like Sungula guys have always made some money because. The, mm. Our parents' ages are the sort of people who grew up in a time where you'd spend money on music. So they yeah. would yeah. spend money on music. I remember but when cassettes would come out and when the Matias or you yeah. see all these old bad, yeah. buy them and they'll be. Yeah, as soon as it comes out, they're like, I got it, man. <laughs> that was a badge as well. Welcome to that. What thing are you and Matias? Yeah. Whereas for us, it's it's not been the same. But I feel like if we if it's a case of finances, I feel like our generation is getting to a stage where 
I mean, we're not the most financially liberal as a generation because of obviously yeah. the way things have been. But yeah. um, I feel like we're at the stage where we can afford to buy an album, surely. Yeah, I think it's like it's it's like about how you value things. Um, exactly. Because um, yeah, because if you look at the cost of buying an album or a book or whatever. And then you look at, you know, what we do on the weekend. financially. So, yeah, I think it's, it, it has to do... Bluetooth. Yeah, it's Bluetooth, that. Yeah, Cool, let's hear another track. All right. The conversation was something like Muslim women are passive And in my mind was thinking, oh really, is that so? Thought of the villa and the poetry she write That tackles injustice and exposes it to light I thought about moon and moon and fear system With heart and about the revolutions that a wisdom can spark An idea and abs on the way to becoming bosses Rocking hijabs in high-rise corporate offices I question where people get the information from Probably equating Islam with detonation of bombs We're consuming propaganda at a frightening pace How much TV determines our perception of race. I saw this film casually calling Iraqi savages to sanitize the war, first to humanize the casualties. Some actions signify a villain in my head. Never met the people, though it's an idea that I was fed. On the screen, people my complexion are dealing drugs while the cops killing them, even they need to see thugs. Man, I guess the box they giving us the boxes that we put people in while we turn off boxes. They'll kill more than your character, which is the camera and more than warfare bullets are used by amateurs, wounds, corporations that tell you the news painting the use of your world while they shaping your views and your and i know that you don't understand me because all of my life there were other angry what you might find is a brother in me who just another slave who's just trying to be free from bad race and the politics from the same mess that got you pissed yeah i'm not saying we exactly the same but we a lot less different than the media claim and yo you ever been told you don't look a sound so well being like they're the own picture that they were imagining rocking leopard skin or maybe hunting and gathering and machetes and guns instead of mics when we battle and you might have heard about the dangers that you're bound to face by telling a single story about a people or place the diversity of africa is lost in the narrative it seems to only focus on the elements of negative then there's people hopping on planes trying to save us ignoring the root causes of the conditions of Vegas. don't really want to get into a history lesson i'm just saying fully understand it needs some reflection when i started rhyming it with the lion learning to speak i'll debunk the hunter's lies every time i'm on the beat we don't need new names we need some new images how about you also show the people running the businesses the geniuses finding creative solutions and the people still smiling while keeping the moving it's no lie man i come from a beautiful place you wouldn't know from the news that they choose to display and yo and i know that you don't understand me because all of my life there were other angry what you might find is a brother in me or just another slave who's just trying to be free from bad race and the politics the same mess that got you 
Yeah, I'm not saying we exactly the same, but we a lot less different than the media claim. He told me story while I listened to him. I felt it could have been me, just in different skin. Same struggle, same pain, same depression I felt. And finding solace in the music is a way to find help. If we hadn't found ourselves in this particular moment, the way the world is, we'll probably have a switch to the point. And so many things can divide us if we focus on those. We were never consulted before we were thrown in these roles. It's a shame that this world thrives on the divisions instead of focusing on obesity. Push your violence and religions. I don't care what you believe in if it makes you a better human and affect the world positively while you're moving. But the system in place gives privilege to a race to the detriment of others, so it needs to be replaced. They try to define beauty by the least amount of melanin. I worry about the world that my newest niece is sipping in. She might have to defend the humanity every day with surroundings trying to tell her that she's less in every way. Everyone wants to fight for the simplest of rights. Just wanted to let you know that I'm feeling your plight. Cause y'all, we all trying to find a purpose on this planet. Manage with all the pressure and maybe work out a balance. Be happy with ourselves at the end of the day. And dance to life's music as the record is played. Explore our potential and self-actualize. Share our vast talents and the passion inside. See smiles on those who reside in our hearts. And leave the world a little better by the time we depart. And yo, I've broken down what they see my people are like. So now tell me what's stereotype. If it happens that people ain't seeing you right, they probably only see the stereotype. Hey yo, I've broken down what they see my people are like, so now just tell me what's the stereotype. If it happens that people ain't seeing you right, they probably only see the stereotype. I've always felt that it is impossible to engage properly with a place or a person without engaging with all of the stories of that place and that person. The consequence of the single story is this, it robs people of dignity. It makes our recognition of our equal humanity difficult. It emphasizes how we are different rather than how we are similar. Oh man, I mean, I don't think this one needs much of an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I think I watched the TED talk as well. Yeah, uh, the Chimamanda. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a. It, it plays to that um, old saying about the lion and the hunter. Yeah, yeah. Until the uh, the the lion learns to speak. Absolutely, and the yeah. old tales always glorify the hunter. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you expand on uh, beyond just the obvious things, just everything from skin tone to the way society is shaped, mm. not just uh, internationally, but within local communities as well. Because as we were talking about earlier, the fact that if we are taught to hate ourselves, really, that's that's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. And then you're always going to view yourself as being inferior to someone else. And uh, I think there was a line about how um, someone has to justify their humanity. Yeah, uh, yeah. That starts with self as well. You have to justify your your mind to yourself. Mm. It's a hard thing. How do you, I mean, how do you live in a society that after all these years we're still having to do that? You think that, yeah. I mean, we've made strides, but. Fatine graft. Yeah, yeah. No questions. Yeah. What was the creation process like for this one? Um. Man, like, <clears throat> so pretty much I started writing it like, uh, like how the first first line goes, like the conversation went some like Muslim women are passive. Like, it was just um, a a social situation where I'm hanging out with these with these people like from different parts of the world, yeah. and they like we're in the space where 
they're describing Islamic women and like there's no Islamic woman in, in this space currently. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, what are you guys talking about? You know, because like I happen to know a few sisters who yeah. were Islamic and, you know, they don't fit in the descri- description that you're, you're, giving, that you're yeah. coming up right, coming up with right now. And, and so, so from there, like I just started writing out like mainstream media kind of shapes like how we view people and mm-hmm. and all these uh, negative stereotypes which have real repercussions for for people like in real life because when you're racially profiled it's, it's probably because like people have been consuming this this propaganda against um, you know against blackness so yeah. so you're already viewed as a thug even before you open your mouth or, so right yeah so so that was the writing process basically. Cool. I mean, I, I feel like I've also been from quite quite prejudiced when it came to Islam as well. Before I knew anything, I already had an opinion about that. Yeah. Because, yeah. Again, because not just the media, but also I think again the way the society that you grow up in also yeah. determines the sort of information that you have. Exactly. And then you exactly. feel like you don't want to know more because you're a Christian. Yeah. The right religion. Everything else is that. <laughs> I think you you feel like you're looking to debunk everything that is thrown at you more than yeah. actually learn or listen to it. It's just like no, I'm right. I have to yeah. prove I'm right, and everything else I just have to prove it's wrong. It's not a yeah. matter of trying to seek any understanding. It's just no, I'm right. I mean, I'll defend it to the hills. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We spend a lot of energy de- defending these notions and ideas that, that we have um, when we could equally spend that much energy learning about, you know, yeah. other people's ideas and notions. Absolutely. Uh, but like, yeah, I think this idea that I'm right and, and you're wrong, like that, that's where we're basing it on. Yeah, and, uh, that's the premise to start with. <laughs> you start from there, there's no downhill. <laughs> It's all downhill from me. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I feel like um, because if you grow up in a predominantly Christian country, that's the way you're going to be. Yeah. You, you're never going to want to hear what Islam is because you've been told what Islam is. Yeah. And yeah. Everything else that it doesn't align to what you've been told is a lie or wrong. You don't want to yeah. hear that side of the story. And that's unfortunate, especially yeah. when you consider, as you were saying, how um, the fact that people are um, oppressed based on race and then you become an oppressor to someone else based on religion as well. Or religion, or, or, yeah. Or, yeah, or you're oppressed as well, man. It's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. One thing I, I, I've been thinking about of late is how, um, I mean, being a kid, I remember now from how with hip-hop as a general, I think maybe, again, it's a bubble that I was in at the time. Okay. Uh how it was almost within Zim anyway. It, it was almost, an, I guess, from a distribution standpoint, um, I'm thinking maybe perhaps 2000s, uh, when hip-hop, as far as within my own circles, was more about uh, the beef between St. Joe's College and this okay. college, and um, well, what else was there? And then even the music that we're consuming, I mean, okay. were people who we've always known about, like, um, what am I thinking about? Um, Kingpin and okay. Anabisan. But yeah. it, was, it was always um, 
I guess my point is it was always almost within a, a small, I mean, perhaps elitist is not the right term for it, but within a privileged circle, really. Okay, okay. Within a society, most of the hip-hop that was being produced from Zim was outside of kids who are from a privilege of, of sorts. Okay, okay. So I wonder, <clears throat> I think that changed quite a lot in recent times. Mm-hmm. And um, I wonder if that's the sort of experience you had as well, or is it my bubble versus a different perspective from your end? Um, I, I think maybe <clears throat> when you look at like the past, um, I think that's that's pretty justified to, to view hip-hop in that way, that it was... Um, kind of like more privileged people because if you look at I'll speak about like me coming into hip-hop like as a fan and yeah. stuff so I was a kid and this is maybe 90s and um, I mean you had stuff on radio but you yeah. also had like you know people of privilege who had cousins in the states yeah. or could go to the states and bring yeah. back a Snoop Dogg CD or something <laughs> like that so like but then like hip-hop was was already becoming uh you know kind of associated with with a certain class but wow. which is which is strange because hip-hop like where it comes from is com- exactly. from the so, underclass. that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking about that yeah. how it's it flips it itself when it goes into different societies because of that yeah. axis and uh, i think obviously now it's slightly different because of the internet we all have of access. I mean, there might be some limitations with how, what you can buy or what you can download and whatnot, but at least is, uh, there's greater access in comparison to those times you were mentioning where you, it was, can you afford a CD? Have you got someone who's outside the country who could send? Who can send you a CD or... Absolutely. Yeah, and then like when you, when you look at the creation process, like back then also, it was probably more more expensive to record like ah, people yeah. with access like to the studios yeah. uh, like you had to be either really talented or like <laughs> you know have enough money to to actually pay for studio time but now that's different because yeah. like any anybody with a computer can can pretty much record um so yeah like when you look at it now i think i think now it's it's more so you have people like the you know like the tigons is yeah, uh, yeah. speak about hip-hop you know and and you see, like, you know, they're trying to differentiate from, exactly. like, hip-hop. <laughs> like, I think saying hip-hop, Yoko Ghetto is saying that hip-hop has, has traditionally been been from not from the ghetto, but now, you know, we're taking it as, yeah. as like, something from the ghetto. So, uh, like I said, it's strange because when you look at hip-hop internationally, it's, it, it was never about, like, the upper classes, but, like, it's just been appropriated in that way. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. All right. I, was, I was even thinking about uh, one one of the lines that T goes where he says, uh, "And the I know can you read that? Apa ndeke kujecha? You think? Yeah, I think that's the way we our, our society has jumped onto hip hop as opposed to the way it's always been historically. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I think the problem um, is is bigger than hip hop really because yeah. the problem. Is is that our society, Zimbabwean society, is very classist, and and I think a lot of people rejected hip hop by virtue of the fact that they considered it, you know, ch- ch- oh, like some jamasala, oh, <laughs> and, and then like when you look at like the content or like I mean, and also like 
part of the problem is that uh, some of these artists kind of, um, you know, reproduce that that idea by the content that they spoke uh, about. Absolutely. Like, you you had people talking about yeah. things that were not even in Zimbabwe, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so that we, we're guilty in a way, but I think uh, I think the source of the problem is that our society is is very classist. Um, it's, it's something that has to that, that has to change. At some point, yeah. Ah, that's that's interesting as well. Um, I, I had a train of thought that's just evaporated, but yeah, it was maybe along, we'll come back. <laughs> it was along the line of um, the, the the way we the classic society mm. with um, in the sense that it's obviously the masses that would not listen to hip hop because it's not from their own. Ah, there we go. I've got it now. Yeah. Um, it was the correlation between that classist attitude and um, the sales, because I did um, a, 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 a published an article probably two weeks ago now, where yeah. we scraped data from iTunes okay. for a few months, I think okay. about 10,000 data points to see how music is being sold in Zim, just Zim okay. iTunes to see the distribution of sales. Okay. And I found it funny that um, uh, some of the stats were, one was 90, I think the top selling uh, hip hop from within Zim is South African hip hop. Okay. <laughs> and then. So that's your nasty C's and your. AKA. AKA. Uh, and then you have uh, close behind that, I think Nigeria sells quite well in Zim in comparison to. But hip hop or like. No, no, I, I don't Afro, Afro beats. Afro, yeah, Afro beats, all right. But like, uh, I think Davido was one of the most, the more okay. consistent artists within that. Um, yeah, let me see if I can actually pull up the the, the data that I wrote down. And uh, yeah, Burner Boy was big uh, on that list as well. Okay. Let's see. Uh, and then we had, uh, and I found it interesting as well that, um, yeah, so so it, it went like, so 80% of all the songs within the top 10 at any given time were by international artists. Okay. And... Uh, then if you compare that to SA, that's the, almost the other way around, where you okay. have... It's 80% local. Exactly. Okay. And then we have... Uh, the, the unfortunate part about the sales, of course, was uh, you only have... A number one single makes less than $10 in revenue for, okay. within a week. And that's not a day. That's Within a week. Okay. That's really bad. And then obviously... Another one from that elitist perspective was the fact that all of the top selling songs are in English. Okay. And then um, and the local songs that are top sellers are in Shona. And which is what I think um, that idea of saying is in Deja Masalad. Guys are not buying because they're like, I'm fine with that. I'm just a woman in Shona. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's. And then, uh, and then oh, yeah, on the flip side, you'd also see that um, even that urban grooves thing that was where we would you'd find that there was a time when hip hop artists within Zim, mm-hmm. the moment they they rap in Shona, it was like this is not hip hop, urban grooves. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, no, but it's not really, is it? It's it, this is hip hop. It's yeah. making hip hop, but then that elitist thing comes in. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just masala that he. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's 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 been a been a journey like um you know from from 
taking this culture and, and sort of making a copy yeah. uh, and then sort of finding our own voice. Absolutely. So now, now for me, it's, it's yeah. not really about the language that you rap in, but like the content and, yeah. you know, Absolutely. even the sound, like, um, I, th- I think there is, there is an identity to, to what we can, what we can do to make it Zimbabwean, but yeah, but that, <laughs> but I think one that didn't surprise me was how um, the the top selling genre was always gospel. Okay, this is in Zim or like yeah, in... Zim, yeah. Okay. And then uh, you had like uh, Minister Mayendere. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, obviously, uh, you can't doubt that uh, Japraiser was uh, yeah, Japraiser, yeah. Which you expect him to do well because I think he. Is not just uh, within our genre, within our generation. It's mm-hmm. is he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, I like uh, exactly. Yeah, they, oh, it's a, they're trans- trans- transcending like uh, you know the, these usual barriers, like generations, and even internationally, like is 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 reaching out and you know. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know. Um, there was an artist who. who um, I saw him at the festival perform um, in North Wales. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm sure you probably know Rationale. No. No, okay. Um, that's no. A, he's, a, he's a Zim guy who um, now is recognised as a UK artist. Okay. He is incredible. I, 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 okay. I guarantee you're going to love his stuff based on um, just the... It's not. He's not a hip-hop artist. He's... Um, yeah. He, he's he's trying to say, his transition from he used to make um, almost you could tell he's uh, one of his, one of his early ah wait nah I know the dude I thought you did I, I thought no Sid no was, so he used to go by Tinashe exactly ah oh, that's it ah yeah yeah no no he's dope he's super dope man I checked out some stuff way back like uh, some beer items no no man exactly. he's, he's like and, nah and, no he's he's legit man <laughs> yeah no he's, he's killing it and. Uh, and I would think one one of the things, obviously, as you said, the average guy is not gonna be listening to him, not because he's not talented, but because that's not the the genre that we have embraced. Mm. And uh, I think his his Mbira stuff would have connected with a lot of people, just because again, it's it, it's more from that perspective of I could say this is Zimbabwean music. So mm. whereas now yeah, it's it an element. Yeah, now it's exactly, and uh, I think some of the songs were like uh, one of it was called Zambez. Zambe- that's the one I saw, yeah. man. I was like, what is this? <laughs> this is incredible, man. Yeah, man, uh, incredible. Yeah, I think he played at the Royal Albert Hall, and that's massive yeah. for uh, an artist in yeah. the UK. Yeah. Uh, um, and then the, once the, the transition came from Tinashe to Rationale, his sound changed quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. If you if you didn't yeah. if you didn't know he was the same guy you would probably not be able to connect completely. No, I, I just looked him up now and I'm like, you know, who's this rationale? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I usually know know a bit of stuff that's happening. Like, who's this cat? Yeah. And yeah. I looked him up and then they said Tinashe. I'm like, ah, what? Because I was wondering what happened to him actually after after I saw like Zambezi and try to look up some stuff and like I think it was signed to like some big labels and, and yeah, stuff. With, with Sony, yeah, Sony BMG and um, I think uh, the last sort of news I read was he had uh, renewed the contract and okay. uh, he's still making he's still making music as Rationale and okay. great music as well. I think he released a single two days ago. Um, right. He, he tours quite a bit. 
so and does a lot of festivals. But I, well, I think we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll check them out like after this. But thanks, yeah. thanks for reminding me. <laughs> cool. Let's play another track. <laughs> Right now, don't hesitate to put this 
number. Call in. Tell us your memories from growing up. Okay. Yeah, I see some reporters already. Huh? It's bringing you up the hook. Man, I remember running back to school and brushing my school uniform uh, to go and sit in front of the television and watch MTC. Do you remember yeah. it would always start with us just sitting in front of the screen and it just went, oh, and then there were cartoons. It was like Voltron, Activate, Interlock, Four Blades, and so on. And then there was, there was stuff like TNC and then Kung Fu movies. My people. My ET, I remember the first time I jumped into one. And the bottom of the ET had sort of disappeared, so you could see the road under you. It was so funny. And my dad said, I got my shoulder at the boot there. Like, there would be four of you, and you'd sit, and the back would be flapping open. It would be flapping open. What do I miss about the old school, Sim? Tell them, go. People who just had a lot of self-respect and respect for each other, man. So I miss the most. Hey, to make it sad. Wow, man, that's taking me back, bro. <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> the defender of the universe. <laughs> Voltron. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> no, it's great. That, I mean, remember when you, you go outside and start playing with that. Dili MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Like we we grew up like in a, in a good time. We grew up yeah. in a good time. Like there, there's some good memories, and it's it's a shame that that when you look at like where we are now as a people, like it's it's very different from from, yeah, from where we've come from. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. You did it too, man. <laughs> You did it too, man. <laughs> Acting like you didn't do it. I think it's a band. It's gonna have to do it. Like, and why? Why not? Like, like if you're watching something with a fam, and then it starts getting hot and heavy, and then, and then, then you just walk out. You knew it was your time to leave, right? <laughs> your folks didn't even have to say anything. I would have. <laughs> <My one. laughs> it's funny you say that now even now when i'm like if i'm sitting with my mom and yeah it gets steamy i i am like a bit mortified and the funny <laughs> thing is i think she gets more uncomfortable than me because she's like ah, fast forward that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what my mom used to say actually that's the same thing <laughs> remote room <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Strange man. <laughs> yeah, the two things that really caught me about this, uh, this as well was um, uh, you how you you mentioned that um, you'd have appreciated it more if you knew it wouldn't last. Mm. That's the crazy thing with being young, you know. We're all in a rush to to grow up to grow because we it looks it looks better. Yeah. It just looks more fun to be older. Yeah. Until you get there, you realize, nah, nah. I don't This was false advertising, fam. <laughs> Someone lied to us. <laughs> it's straight, man, because you think, ah, oh, these guys get to do whatever they want. Yeah. And all these things. I was even telling a friend yesterday about how uh, when I went to boarding school, it was almost similar to growing up where I was like, ah. Uh, my mom was like, ah, would you like to go to boarding school? And like, I was like, ah, yeah. 
my, the only thought that came to mind is like, so no one's going to be telling me what to do. I get <laughs> little did you know, huh? Exactly. Yeah, and then there was another line about um this ill-fitting suit of being a man. Yeah. And do do you ever feel like I mean I don't know what what the things that we measure mm. for that when we're younger it seems it it keeps changing because there are things that you feel like if I had if I got to this point I would feel like I have arrived. Mm. You, you are you, you have the suit on already physically, mm. but then yeah yeah you still feel like ah. This is not how, the way I thought it would feel. And sometimes even when you get the things that you thought would make you feel like I'm a man now, you still feel like for some reason this is this still is not lacking. the destination. Yeah, this is not the destination. Do you mm. think you ever arrive at that point or do you just accept <clears throat> this is life now? I, I don't know, man. Like like for me I think that line is is um is kind of layered because yeah. One, uh, like like I said, if you look at the writing process, like I'm still in Zim when I wrote uh, like this whole project. Yeah. And you look at, um, you know, becoming an adult in the context of Zim, like where yeah. like the economy has robbed a lot of people, like the, the opportunity to do basic things. Like some people can't move out of their parents' house because of like the way things are or like, you know, get married or, you know, things like that, start a family. And... <clears throat> So on the one end, there's there's that perspective of like you know manhood where like the numbers are climbing, but like <laughs> like when you look at like <laughs> you doing the balance sheet, like <laughs> I just could balance on. Yeah. And then like I look at myself as well, like where I think personally, uh, yeah, when when I look at what I, what I thought was was manhood and where I am as an individual, like. Also because like uh, like I'm a small dude on so <laughs> so physically like <laughs> you're still like, when, like yeah man like <laughs> yeah I mean this is it like this is it like I I try to grow a beard then I've got this little goatee here you know what I mean like so <laughs> so like like as an individual like I I think I think the definition of 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 being a man is is something yeah. that I have to address like for myself like what does it mean okay. you know. Yeah, uh, I, I've I felt like that with um, relationships in general. Like, yeah. I would I'd feel, it, it, you, I mean, you'd meet someone, you feel like, okay, I think that's it. And that's then, it. Yeah, and then time tells you a different story, and then you realize, no, that was not it. Mm. And you start to get to that, you get to that point as well where you start to question, does it ever become it, or mm. you know, embrace whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Embrace what's yeah. there and stop trying to always, you know, grab anything. And yeah. I mean, I think we're 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 raised in a, almost an idealistic sort of way. Yeah. About relationships and marriage, where you're perhaps again it's movies and mm. tell you there's this perfect person out there. Exactly. Exactly. There really isn't. Yeah. Ah, cool man. Let, let's let's run into. The <laughs> Uh, next one's an interlude okay it's an interlude so it, it it yeah just to just to explain like um if you listen to uh the the end of that like i asked people to send me like you know clips of you know their their memories of growing up 
and then uh, then a friend of mine like uh, like I called her my sister like uh, yeah. she sent me that one and like it it really felt like she she kind of expanded it into really something that that kind of um, it, like it led into the last song of the EP so I was like yeah no that's that's got to stand alone and and you know say its own story and then we'll, we'll move on. All right, cool. Let's hear it. Well, I miss being a child. I miss not having a kid in the world. I miss Christmases when we would get new clothes and we're all excited to eat chicken and rice, <laughs> drink cold drink. I miss family. I miss being together with all the cousins. I'm just not having to worry, you know. Even though I had less, you know, don't really have to worry. It's not having adult issues, you know. I miss the freedom in seeing of speaking whatever language. Speaking one language, Shona, and not being ostracized like we do here. I'd rather be home, honestly. Yeah, that's that's a whole story in itself, man. It's it's a whole story, like, cause she started started off talking about like, like, like you know what the song is about, like missing stuff, like about growing up. But then she's in South Africa, and you know it's every now and then, you know, there's xenophobia and stuff yeah. like that. And she was just in this space where, yeah, like, like you could feel, could see, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can tell it's it's coming from a deep place for her. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's not um, the the ones are also in the hemp the Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Christmas, man. <laughs> another another memory I had was um with one of my cousins recently was discussing when you go kumbogogo and it's all like ten cousins in one place and you know, oh, all, yeah. all everyone gets a room but then I mean it's too many people now. Well, yeah. in the living room. And I don't know, I think you appreciated at the time, but not as much as you would if yeah. you, within the context, if you really knew that these yeah. are passing and never to be lived through again. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And another thing that really got me with this was the kid in the background. It, with yeah. The, it's such a nice addition to it because you you can tell when she's, especially when you say, I miss being a kid, and there's a kid in the background. And you, there's like, a kid in the background. Like, I have no idea what the kid was saying, but. <laughs> exactly. But, but then the kid thing, again, it just reminds yeah. me. She's yeah. clearly worried. There's worry in the voice, but the kid is mm. carefree. She's Carefree, exactly. Exactly, yeah. The bliss of ignorance. and But perhaps it's not even ignorance. It's the fact that you know like just, someone else is going to take care of it. Whatever yeah, covered. you're covered, yeah. <laughs> it's not your problem; it's someone else to deal with. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Let, let's smash the last one. All right. So she was like. 
looks like you arrive and you're there physically, but it takes a while for your soul to catch up. Too many goodbyes, I watch too many planes taking off, threading that long distance and thinking of breaking it off. I know they stay distance, make the heart grow fonder when there's no return flight. Sometimes you tend to wonder, will we ever be in the same physical space? Will Skype calls be enough for all the things you're gonna face? I guess the burden of uncertainty is pretty heavy, kinda like luggage. You gotta carry it definitely, y'all. Nothing to it, cause movement is life. I had to catch a few flights, spreading music for mics, connect with peace, then have to say peace on the morrow. Just thankful for the Happiness we each gotta borrow. I caught a sunrise. We're standing on a roof in the car with new friends. The thought of leaving left the blues in my heart. Exchange Facebook names, a promise to add hugs and dabs. That was that, and I hopped in a cab. So many monuments were built on the label of migrants. It's my consolation while I'm praying for guidance. Cause Panewa Kazi Kusina Mai Habin. We are Tichichwa Chiri Murutu Kataka Kumbumbiri. Final night in Berlin. The emotions were strong. Broke down by the time I was closing the last song. It was straight to the airport after the show. Like I hate to say goodbye, but damn it, I gotta go. Tired of the same scene, wanderlust is what I'm feeling, yo, I can't explain this long and it's either unknown, it's been mad long since I had the feeling of home, a rolling stone, grew up living with uncles and aunts, in some spaces only stayed for a couple of months, lack of stability, doesn't help a child's development, lost mad time, searching for acceptance and relevance, chasing the cool kids, taking combis up north, borrowed clothes, couldn't hide that my accent was off, didn't get dabs from cats or hugs from chicks, navigating in that world, had me feeling like shit, I let go of chasing the long in your circles like that Started hanging out with boys Cause the ciphers were fat Now I'm thinking of leaving The only scene I really know And throwing myself Into the unknown So I can grow I'm not the hustler type Like this place calls you to be No jobs But plenty graduates With college degrees They say look east So maybe I'll do Exactly that But I'ma probably have to face Discrimination Cause I'm black I'm not used to being different Always try to blend in That's why I felt naked When I was walking in Berlin Reading Baldwin Relating to stories Times have changed Time and again Feel like I was the stranger On the train Getting head nods from melanated folk that I met Like I acknowledge your existence and accord my respect Down south ain't an option cause they're killing us They drunk on a concoction of faith, ignorance and fear Outside these borders I'm just a foreign I guess And sometimes that's a crime with the penalty of death So the idea of leaving fills me with trepidation At this point I'm more scared of stagnation Most of the time that I did the traveling man This is home so no doubt I'ma be back when I can Watch it Jimmy A Maybe I'll be headed your way cause I love Zimbabwe but I'm ready to say goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Oh, I'm here. We connected for a little, but the journey is through. So the word I hate to say, I gotta say it to you. But at least we synchronized our lives in a time when our eyes are usually just glued to some device. Goodbyes are temporary memories of forever. Life is moments, special ones keep people together. So I know that I'll be safe if you.
took me to this city. Peace and love to you. That's uh, it. Way to, way to end it, man. Wow. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> proper layered, especially with, uh, I mean, the way you brought in proper Venek. Exactly, man. I was thinking, when was the last time I heard that? <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things, man, but I, I still need someone to explain to me exactly how we got there. How we got to say that particular statement, bro? <laughs> This is a sort of conversation I used to have with my grandmother, and she just yeah. wanted to know what, how to answer that. <laughs> like, I get it. But you it. And the way you broke down um, the two statements that are... At, Opposite paradigms, really. Namaya Grand when she's watching the movie talk. Yes, the way they stack against each other at the odds. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like... <laughs> yeah. Nah, this is it. And then um, I think another one that caught me was um, jumping into combis to head north. Yeah, to head up north. Yeah, because I mean that's where things were happening. But then again, once you get there, you realize. You're still You're outside. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's it. But but the funny thing again is, uh, as you said, the, the idea we we're talking about earlier about the masala, because you're still outside the north, but when you get back on the other side, you're still not really getting yeah. it because yeah, you're not south. From <laughs> <laughs> no, no man's land, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, straight man. Um, yeah. And, and then you also talked about, uh, you mentioned, uh, I think, Baldwin. Was it uh, James Baldwin then? James Baldwin. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, it was funny because uh, I think part of that, I, I must have written this like straight after um, coming back from the Ger- Germany trip. Yeah. You know, and and like I'll be in spaces where, I mean, Berlin, like you, you it's it's pretty much, uh, you know, multi multiracial. Okay. But like you still be in spaces where you you're you're that guy. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then then I bumped into like this this paper that Baldwin wrote, like it's called The Stranger in the Village, and he's describing. I, I don't know how we had ended up uh, in this particular Scandinavian village, and he's just the he's just the dude, like he's the first black dude that that a lot of these people have seen. And he's yeah. describing his experiences, and I'm sitting there on the train reading, reading, you know, his experiences, and I'm just looking at all these faces, and like, then I also talk about like the the head nod, yeah, like, yeah. like it was something that that I experienced as well. Like you you bump into like a random black dude, and they'll be like, <laughs> like yeah, I see you, <laughs> I see you out here. <laughs> like even here, like like there's a lot of. Um, you know black people so you you don't have that head nod but like i think in in spaces where like uh, you know black people are, yeah. are not so many, like you you really you really see it yeah no no i i had a, a an awkward one where i went for a weekend uh, i think it was isle of white mm-hmm. uh, no a week and then at the end of the week is when i was like oh i'm gonna see the black person <laughs> after a one whole week 
I was like, yeah. Whoa, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's <what he> <laughs> <laughs> but, but you hadn't felt it like when you were there, like you were, like during the week, like you, you no, didn't I feel think, it. I think it was condensed because I was with family, so okay. I, I, I've got my family there, so I'm seeing the black in the family, of course. Okay. Then beyond the family is when I was like, oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> where he at? Where he at? <laughs> you think that? I mean, it's it's almost quite well. It's quite difficult now to. Because we it's spread across the world, we are a traveled people, mm. and it's yeah, much dope. Oh, yeah, another thing I thought about earlier was that the title. Mm. I mean, I, I there's obviously the the superficial interpretation that we could all have solstice, the style, and so. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, yeah, like I mean, that was just me trying to tap into this whole soulful vibe. Uh, yeah. It was also a play of words. I think initially, uh, when I was thinking about doing this this project, like it, it would have dropped like on during the summer solstice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like yeah, it was this whole play of the play of words and and things. But like uh, in the end, bro, rather than dropping in the summer solstice, it dropped like yeah, I don't know six years later. <laughs> <laughs> life life is crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Man. That, that is true. But uh. It, it's it's really one of those projects where you, I mean, most projects you find the one or two tracks that you like, ah, this is not for me, or you know, it might be good, but it's not for me. But this one, it's through and through. The story is something that you resonate with completely from the start right till the end. And uh, I mean, the production as well, it's yeah. the soul vibe to it is just, it's there. Yeah, nice yeah. instruments coming in. I think on the previous track, I I like the way you don't really pay attention to the instruments until that moment where the drums go silent for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the, the guitar goes a bit louder. And then when the mm-hmm. instruments come back in, your mind switches back on. It's like, wow, I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, paying attention to on. like exactly yeah. how you hear it. And obviously, uh, I think it's one of those projects that you appreciate more the more you listen to it, because then mm-hmm. you're starting to digest the words more and more, and the instruments yeah. are starting to come in as well, man. Nah, as uh, but it's it's worth the wait. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, thanks, man. Thanks, I appreciate that. Like, I, like I knew, like especially from uh from people who just heard Sin City, like I knew, like it's it's really a different direction. So I, I already knew, like you know, some people wouldn't connect like with the sound, yeah, yeah. but like it's yeah. it's definitely the sound that as a listener as a fan like i know it might not be a lot of people who tap into that kind of thing but like if you listen to if if i were to give you like my spotify playlist or something like that you'd see some obscure names and and like people were just creating you know something something tangible something real yeah, yeah. and and that's that's what i was trying to do as well no i think it's a really dope project and i think that's also one of those projects that could cross genres as well because some yeah, people yeah. be a hip hop fan but then because yeah, they my, are really well layered, and then I, I, I think I'm more from a, I'm more of someone who appreciates lyrics more. So okay. if I like lyrical content, then maybe on the second, third listen, that's when I, I start to think, oh, the instrument. This <laughs> that about it. So yeah. if the lyrics are dope, then I'm like, yeah, yeah, dope, dope. So as always, man. No, it's been it's been brilliant, man. <laughs> hanging out with no. you. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. No, it's, no, it's been good to just chat, man. Appreciate you, man. Seriously, and yeah, it's 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 
it's unreal as well as I said to you. It's it's just a real experiencing the music with you to break it down as well, right yeah. there. Hopefully, when this is shared, it's the same sort of experience that someone else is gonna have, and yeah, uh, awesome. we're, we're gonna um, yeah we'll, we'll discuss a bit more detail about um, the, the giveaway. I, I was thinking. Okay. Uh, I think in in practice, probably by the time this is out, we, we probably would have started running the giveaway. Um, probably, I, I think I don't know if you've got any specific preferences as far as um, the um, how to do it. Mm. No idea. Like, uh, I mean, have, have you have you done something like that before? Like, uh, what was your process before? Uh, previously, it was uh, just a matter of going on social media and perhaps we asking someone to tell us where one of your lyrics is from what song it's from and then okay. uh they if they get it right then they get uh the tape so um we i think we'll, we'll purchase through um what's Bandcamp. you'll purchase yeah. Bandcamp and then uh either send it as a gift i think they have that option on Bandcamp. yeah i think so yeah so send it as a gift to whoever wins it and then um, I think that'll be one way. So we'll, we'll okay. do, yeah, we'll do a few, probably five or so, and see. Yeah, cool. Yeah, let's let's get. Oh, let's, man, that's really cool, man. I really appreciate it, man. Like like you you don't you don't you no. don't understand. Like this <laughs> <laughs> was real, seriously, bro. Yeah. No, it's straight. It's it's been real, and ah, you know, as you said, even in one of the songs where you mentioned how people feel like because they listen to your stuff, they know you, and. Yeah giving away a part of yourself and that's something yeah. appreciated because as much as you're giving away a part of yourself you're also taking people to to a part of themselves as well because you're yeah. asking me yeah. to be introspective to a part of myself that I might not be looking to look at yeah and then you're like okay you're reminding me of things that I might not want to think about at the time or maybe I might want to but then I just haven't done it yeah, so, yeah. Such an appreciated art, and uh, oh, thanks, man. I mean, we'll, we'll certainly keep in touch, and uh, I'll, oh. yeah, I'll, 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 I don't know how your summer's gonna look, but uh, if thing, all things being equal, I'll plan to pop down Portugal to Bono to Mugudici. Yeah, dope, man. Like, like if you, if you ever around, man, just hit me up. Like, if you come to Lisbon, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. or any part of Portugal, just let me know, man. And absolutely, uh, it has to be done. It has to be done, bro. Speaking of which, uh, before you go, uh, yeah. I actually wanted to, I don't know if you checked out like on my Facebook, like uh, a new video that I, like I didn't drop it. Like there's a band from here that, that was working on an album and then I featured on three of the songs. Okay. Then the, yeah, so we shot a video for, for their first single and they released it like a few days ago. So I wanted to share that with you if you, if you get a chance to check it out. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll have a look at it and share it as well. Oh, perfect, thanks. Cool. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll tag you in the post on uh, both on uh, Facebook Dope. and on Twitter. And then uh, okay. yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch, bro. All right, let me know if you need anything, man. Thanks a lot. Absolutely, man. Thanks again. All right, peace. Peace. All right, that's it for this time. We look forward to catching up with you very soon. This has been Levy and Donovan for Zim Music Store. Pop onto the website, read our articles in the blog section, or download some free music. Support Zim artists by buying their music as well. Zimmusicstore.com. Cheers.